0: Hey guys, it's Tamara K. Anderson. Are you feeling pretty worn out dealing with the many stressors in your life? Might I recommend Daily Essential Nutrients by Hardy Nutritionals? These amazing micronutrient vitamins have helped my family with anxiety, depression, ADHD, and even autism. I highly recommend you check them out at GetHardy.com. Yes. You know,
1: I remember the doctor coming in saying we have some good news and we have some not so good news. The good news is, is we know exactly why this is happening. The mm. not so good news is that your son has tuberous sclerosis. You know, at that moment, your heart just sinks. Here is something that you've never heard of. Yeah. And we remember him saying, like, I'm going to get you some more information. But as I leave here, the one thing I don't want you to do is to Google it.
0: Today, I'm pleased to present an accomplished author, speaker, coach, and mentor. She is the wife and mother of three amazing children. Having a special needs child has taught her the critical importance of setting up her world to fit the current expectations of her family over those delivered by the expectations of others. For most of us, life does not go as planned, and it didn't for my guest today and her husband. In less than 36 hours, their seemingly normal life was turned upside down when their oldest son, Dexter, was diagnosed with tuberous sclerosis complex, epilepsy, and then four years later with autism. Her experience created a deep desire to redefine what normal looks like in her own life and instilled in her a passion to help others redefine normal for themselves. She is passionate about spreading her message and encouraging families to break free of external expectations and instead find the balance in life. I am pleased to present Wendy Anderson. Wendy, are you ready to share your story of hope?
1: I am. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. So you say you had a normal life before your son was diagnosed. Take me back and tell me a little bit what that looked like.
1: Yes. Yeah. So um, we had, we, my husband and I had been married for eight years before we had children Mm -hmm. and we had our son Dexter and when he was just six months old, so it was our first child, you know, all the excitements, the joys of, of having your first child, we were living it. We were loving it. Um, and then when he was six months old, my mother-in-law was taking care of him while we were, um, I was working and my husband was in school at the time. And uh, I got a call from her one day and she said, I need you to come home. I think something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I said, well, okay, I'll, you know, obviously I'll be there right away. And so I got home and my son was taking a nap Mm. and I'm like, well, right now there's nothing wrong. And he he woke up and then shortly after that, um, I saw exactly what she was talking about and that um, his little head was kind of bobbing up and down rhythmically and occasionally his left arm would straighten. And I just thought, I think he's having seizures.
0: Wow. Now, had you seen someone have a seizure before? Is that how you were able to identify that?
1: Yeah, I've had um, people have se- or seen se- people have seizures before. Um, also, my husband's in the medical community. And um, I just have a lot of that knowledge throughout my experience. And so um, I called the pediatrician and they say, you know what, bring him in right away. And I would say, fortunately, uh, he had one of the episodes in the office right in front of her.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah.
1: And this was a it was like a Friday afternoon, about three thirty. And, you know, she got us in and I just I I remember her looking at me and saying, you know what, we can wait for months uh, to get him in with a specialist or I can just send you right to Children's right now. and We'll check him in for inpatient. And so we got in the car and we drove over to our Children's Hospital and we checked in for inpatient. And that's when, you know, it was right then is really when life changed.
0: Wow. So Yeah. So tell me how, how long did it take for them to give him an official diagnosis?
1: Yeah. From there, it really was, it was about 36 hours. Wow. And the minute we checked into the hospital, um, he was, he was having the type of seizure called infantile spasms, which is the most debilitating type of seizures in a child. Um, And so you know, the, of course the EEGs and then they did an MRI, you know, they, they did all the things, they did all the tests. Mm. And we distinctly remember, you know, there are points in your life when you're like, you you don't forget these things. You know, I I remember the doctor coming in saying we have some good news and we have some not so good news. The good news is, is we know exactly why this is happening. The Mm. not so good news is that your son has tuberous sclerosis. And so You know, at that moment, your heart just sinks. Here is something that you've never heard of. Yeah. And, you know, one in 6,000 children are diagnosed with this. And we remember him saying, like, I'm going to get you some more information. We're going to do these other tests and different things. But as I leave here, the one thing I don't want you to do is to Google it.
0: (laughs) Well why
1: not? Well, That's
2: what I keep... want to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. So of course the minute he walked out the door, my husband and I are both on computers and phones <laughs> and <laughs> trying to figure out what the heck did he just say?
0: <laughs> what did he say it was called again? How yeah, do you think
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. But yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that. Having mm-hmm. a child diagnosed what were the emotions going through your mind as as you sneakily read about tuberose
1: yeah you know i think one of the biggest things for us was that um you know we are going to get all of the information that we can we are going to find all of the people that we need to and we are going to do everything in our power to take care of him mm-hmm. and so we really um you know we didn't kind of I guess we didn't give ourselves the opportunity to kind of mope about it. We went right into, okay, we've got to learn as much as we can, and we got to help figure this out. We've got to find the people to help us figure it out um, because it's you know, it's our responsibility to help take care of him. Yes. And so that was I, that was kind of our first rush of emotions and things um, that went went through it. And you know, fortunately, and it's we've been very grateful that. Uh, A medicine had just been approved by the FDA two months prior to his diagnosis that once we finally got all the paperwork and everything done and it arrived, stopped these infantile spasms within one dose.
0: Wow.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when we need something, it's there. And, you know, that's what we're very grateful for along
0: this journey. That is amazing. So why don't you give us like a brief synopsis of what tubular, uh, tuberous sclerosis complex is,
1: TSC. Yeah. TSC. Yeah, so it's, um, it's basically a condition where non-cancerous tumors can develop anywhere throughout the body mm. and literally anywhere throughout the body. So as we found out with him, um, he obviously had them in his brain, um, mm. which that's what was causing the seizures. And he also had them in his heart. In his heart, oh, they're wow. called rhabdomyomas. Unfortunately, in his heart, they were not causing any problems. The ones in the heart, as they grow as a child, they shrink and go away. Um, oh. But that's the only organ that that happens with. <laughs> well, that's so, a blessing. Yeah. You, you kind of
0: need your heart to live. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. So those have shrunk and gone away. Um, he does have the tubers. They're called tubers in his brain. And then when he was about two and a half years old, um, he was diagnosed with a SEGA, which is another type of, of tumor in the brain, but a SEGA actually grows. Oh. And so about 25% of kids with TSC develop SEGAs. But as we said, when we've needed something, there's been a medicine that was there. Again, a medicine had been approved by the FDA um, to actually shrink the SEGAs. So, yep, yeah, so within six months, of us starting him on that medication, which it is a daily chemo. Um, our options were brain surgery um, or this medicine. And if they didn't get 100% of the tumor, it would grow back. Oh, and so my we would God. end up on the medicine anyway. So we said, let's try the medicine. Yeah. And within six months, it had shrunk it in half.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So yeah, again, very, very grateful and thankful.
0: Wow. Miracle so, after miracle. That's yes.
1: amazing. Yeah.
0: So you, so the tubers cause the epilepsy. Is that how that works?
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I remember you told me also that um, there's a high, a very high percentage of kids diagnosed with TSC who are also diagnosed with autism.
1: Autism, yes. Yeah, there's a fifty percent, fifty percent of kids with with tuberous sclerosis will also be diagnosed with autism, and actually a lot of the um, studies, a lot of the autism studies are done on kids with tuberous sclerosis, because of the high probability, but also kids with tuberous sclerosis don't present as classically mm. as other children, so it it gives a different perspective from it also.
0: Very cool. So, yeah. Wow, so were what were some of the symptoms you were seeing that made you wonder if he was going to present autism as a diagnosis?
1: Yeah, just as he was kind of as he was growing up and developing, he was delayed in his speech. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very clear that he could understand what we were saying to him, but then he could not verbalize it back to us necessarily. Um, and so that did pose some frustrations, but we worked with him on language and sign and things. Um, it was, um, sensitivity to noise, which that is kind of one of the more classic ones. Yes. He, um, he has a love for letters. Like he knew his alphabet at 18 months. We could show him a flashcard and he could, you know, he could verbalize that to us. Um, but you know, it wasn't things like there, well, people would say, but he has great eye contact and you know, he's very loving and he loves to give hugs. And so kind of that side of the classic diagnosis, he was not very classic at all. Right. And so that too kind of led to the delay of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, you know, kind of little things that were like, yeah, finally we're like, yeah, I think let's go for an evaluation with a neuropsych. And so mm-hmm. that's when we got the level one autism diagnosis. When he was four and a half, right before kindergarten,
0: right, right. That it's amazing that you've been able to get the help and the diagnosis that you need.
1: Yes,
0: at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's that's fantastic. And my son was was uh was probably four when we finally got him diagnosed with mm. autism as well. So mm-hmm. I I understand a lot of those same emotions and feelings. Yeah, um, you. You talked to me a little bit about um, before we started our podcast, about making a choice
2: mm-hmm.
0: when when the initial diagnosis of tuberous sclerosis was pronounced. Yes. Would you mind talking me through that choice that you and your husband made?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was it was another kind of defining moment in the quick little 36 hours of this <laughs> diagnosis. Um, we both, you know, we were both are feverishly like looking at our computers, trying to find out all this information, absorb as much as we can. And at one point it was almost simultaneously, we both just shut our computers down and we looked at each other and we just said, we have a choice mm. and we're going to make this right now. And we have a choice that we can lay down and stay down because we now have a child with a very rare condition that at the time we didn't know how things would go. You know that could potentially be um extremely debilitating, or we're gonna make the choice that we're gonna rise up, love him as we have been doing already, and like we know to do, and do everything in our power that we can to help him and get the best services and find the best doctors and It was really like we're like we're making that choice right now, and there's no turning back
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so. Obviously, you we see you know see what choice we made. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that is fantastic, and I think that that helped you progress through the grief process probably more quickly than a typical parent. It, did.
1: it really did. Yes, it really did. So when we think about it, like there were times where we were like, we have we have no idea what life is going to look like for him. No idea for life is going to look like for us. Um, so it's not to say that we didn't have those grieving times, Mm -hmm. but it's, um, it's a very faint memory. I I can't remember many of those times, Mm. um, that we did kind of go through that. And, and we attribute it to like, you you know, we made this decision and we're going with it Mm -hmm. and, you know, so keep going and move through that. There are absolutely times that we have been sad, but we also, you know, that other choices that we were going to choose to be in gratitude. And it was after that weekend I carried around a little little notebook that was my gratitude journal and I put in my phone three times a day, "What are you grateful for?" It comes in mm-hmm. at um ten, two, and six throughout the day, and every day I would you know my my reminder would come in, and I would pull my notebook out and I would write it down. Um, and then if I couldn't find something I was grateful for, I'd go back and look and find something because so, <laughs> there are those hard days where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I have no idea. But yeah, really just making that choice that we were going to love our life and do everything we can and then being so grateful for, you know, like I said, every time we need something there's a medicine that's been evolved or um, we have phenomenal doctors out of Cincinnati. I mean, we actually we fly to Cincinnati tomorrow to go meet with his team there. And so it's just you know, just grateful for for the impact that honestly he's having in our lives,
0: yeah, they they teach you so much, don't they?
1: So much, absolutely. I'm like he's taught us more than I could ever have imagined about life.
0: I know, I know mm-hmm. um i I feel very similarly. So you talk, um, about some of the lessons you learned it and you teach these principles as you speak. I know, um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that talk about loving Mm -hmm. embrace, embracing and Mm -hmm. redefining your normal life. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about these important lessons that you share?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, you know, with the love, like loving your life, I, um, I I frequently look in, you know, different support groups and online rooms and different things like that. And one of the things that I hear a lot is, you know, I hate this, I hate that. And it honestly, like, just tears my heart out um, and makes me very sad that I I know it's not towards their child, but mm-hmm. just that negative energy that's going out into the world because of these thoughts, because of these things. Um, And so it's really like just loving the life that you've been given because you you have one life to live. Yeah. And it does start with making that decision. Like we all have, you know, situations that have come upon us that aren't necessarily how you viewed your ideal life, Mm -hmm. but just saying, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to love the life that I have. And I feel like in general, that what the world needs is more love. I agree. And so the more love that we can pour out towards our own families, to our friends, anybody in the support system, our school system, you know, it's just, it honestly just makes things a lot easier. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, you extend a lot less energy having that, you know, that positive love um, going around rather than on the other side of it.
2: So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So what would you say if somebody asked you, um, Mm -hmm. with regards to this love, how can I just choose love when my life is so awful? What would you say to somebody like that?
1: Right. Right. Um, you know, one of the first things I say, and it's hard to take at the beginning is that, um, life is always working for you Mm -hmm. at the time. We may not understand it. And there's some really crappy things that can happen. Um, But if we go towards the gratitude, like, what is it? Why is this happening in our lives? And we may not be able to figure it out for a week, a month, a year or whatever. But life is always working for us. And there is something for the greater good that's coming out of this.
2: Yeah, no. Uh,
1: And it is staying on the positive side of things. But again, that's a choice also.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a scripture in Romans that talks a little bit about that and I remember a friend sharing it with me when I was um, a teenager and I think it says something like and all things work together for your good for your good or, yes. you know for the great, yeah and I, and I just remember thinking you know what that's true and and I've seen what you what you're teaching right here to be true especially in my own life I remember when my son was diagnosed with autism, I was devastated. It took me a while to make mm-hmm. that choice. Right, right. <laughs> I had to uh, cry for several months. Um, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> it happened. But, but, but I, I did come to the realization that he, my son did not change with the diagnosis. I, I could mm-hmm. still love him just as he was. And, and we were able to finally move on from there. But well,
1: and look at the impact that your podcast and all and your book and all that you're doing. I know. Yeah.
0: And so it it has dawned on me: would I be where I am today right. if not for that diagnosis? Mm-hmm. No. No. Would I have learned the lessons I learned? Mm-hmm. No. And so yeah. I, what you're saying is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So perfect. That is beautiful. That that life is working for you. So believe that, trust it's that God's true. got your back. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And he can turn these hard things into good things. Learn mm-hmm. from them. Be grateful, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. We may not always understand it and that's okay. We don't yeah. have to. No. Yeah.
0: Very good. So that's loving embracing. Mm-hmm. I guess it kind of flows into that, doesn't it? Does
1: it does kind of it really does flow into it. So, um you know, if you look at the definition of embrace, Mm -hmm. It's not kind of the, I have a lot of Canadian friends and they joke about the American hug where it's just kind of like one arm or two arms and giving a little pat on the back. (laughs) Um, That's not really the definition of embracing. Like embracing is drawing in towards you, drawing close, um, holding on. Mm -hmm. And so rather than kind of keeping our life at arm's distance, um, Or other people at arm's distance, you know, but really just embracing this life. Again, I'm gonna live it. There's Mm -hmm. no reason that we need to keep our families hidden in our homes. Mm -hmm. It's important that we get out there and we help them understand and help them to live life too, Mm because that's where the world is. Yes. So it's in the process of us really embracing this is my family this is who my kids are. This is who I am that you can go out and kind of live an apologetic life. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, um, taking my son to a mall one time and I was with my sister and her family and it was, it was overstimulating. They had this merry-go-round, they had these little animal things running around. And all of a sudden the next thing I know, like he is on the ground, you know, melting down by, societal standards yes and I just you know I I got down on the ground and I laid with him which for other people probably seemed like 10 minutes yeah. you know <laughs> but it was it was just a couple of minutes and eventually I was able to help him get him up and we went about throughout our day and I remember I was telling a friend a story and she's like oh my gosh what did everyone else around you think and I just said I I honestly I have no idea if there was anybody else around me I knew my sister and her children were there, but I don't know if there was anybody else there because it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. What mattered at that time is what my child needed. And so that's what I did. And I do think, you know, because I've embraced this is who he is. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. And this is who our life is Mm -hmm. that I'm going to do what the situation warrants at that time.
0: Yeah. Quit worrying whatever Uh, everybody else is thinking about. Yeah. And quit comparing your life to theirs.
1: Right your normal. Right. I it. Embrace it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. All right. Third principle, redefining your normal life.
1: Yeah, redefining normal. And it's kind of a joke around here, but I'm like, the only normal in our world is the normal setting on the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because I'm like, really? Like that's it. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. And I love to ask people, like, I'll flat out just ask them, like, define normal for me. Mm -hmm. Like, what can you explain to me what a normal family is? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happens. It gets silent, it gets quiet. So, we as individuals have created this concept of what normal looks like Mm -hmm. that's not our family instead of thinking from the other perspective, my family is normal. Right. You know, and this is who we are. But instead, it's that outside comparison. So really just redefining normal and to know that your family is normal. Mm -hmm. Normal for us is our son takes pills three times a day. And guess what? My four-year-olds can take pills.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's like, you know, they have, they've known that their brother had to go in the ER, you know, this is like, this is just normal for us. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that another family doesn't get it. They don't understand. I don't expect them to quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, this is what's normal for us. We drop our kid off, we walk in, we hold his hand, you know, and Mm -hmm. so, and and again, it kind of goes backwards from that redefine your normal, embrace it and love the heck out of it. There you because go. this is who you are
0: oh that's perfect i yeah. love that oh. and so much of your message resonates um wendy also has a book called redefining normal yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, had a, we had a friend that connected us on facebook and said you two should meet because yeah. both have kids with autism and you both have books about basically redefining, redefining normal. Like deciding normal for you and so I'm like, oh, yes, we totally need to be. You know, I'm, <laughs> yes. Yes, this is these are such powerful mm-hmm. principles that that don't just apply to autism. They apply right. to life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: however your life is. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I have so many friends that are like, you know what? I don't get your life, but I totally understand what you're saying. And you've helped me so much yeah. because this is my situation and this is my situation. And so ultimately, I, you know, I do speak a lot to families with special needs children, but it's universally applicable to so to all of us, not so many, all
0: of us. Right. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Well, Wendy, we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, would you mind talking to us a little bit about some tips you would share for people in a similar situation and then talk about maybe how God helped you through all this? Absolutely. Hey guys, this is Tamara K. Anderson. When my daughter was eight years old, our family moved clear across the country. And this experience was a bit traumatic for my daughter. Within the next year, we saw her go from happy and vibrant to a child riddled with anxiety. And we couldn't even find a counselor that would talk to her because she was too young. At that point of desperation, I called a friend of mine who had had tremendous success with her son taking some micronutrient vitamins, which helped him pull out of childhood depression. I thought if they could do that for him, surely they could help my daughter with her anxiety. We started her on these amazing vitamins and lo and behold, between that and an anxiety program I found online, she was able to come out of this shell that she had become and find her way back to being her normal, happy self. I'm a firm believer now that if your body gets the right nutrients, it can heal itself. And so I too have been taking daily essential nutrients from Hardy Nutritionals along with my other children to help with autism, ADHD, anxiety, and depression. These vitamins have been lifesavers for my family. If you too are struggling and need to get a powerful multivitamin for you or your family, I'm happy to recommend Daily Essential Nutrients by Hardy Nutritionals. And as a bonus, my listeners get a 10% discount when they order with the code HOPE10. That's hope 10, the number 10, one zero. So go to gethardy.com and order daily essential nutrients today. And we're back. Today I'm speaking with Wendy Anderson, author, speaker, coach, and mentor. And she is the mother of three amazing children, one of whom has tubular, I've got to say this right, tuberous sclerosis complex, epilepsy, and autism. Wendy, you have given us some amazing tips so far about loving, embracing, and redefining your normal life. What other tips would you like to share with our audience, perhaps someone in a similar situation? What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing I always say is, you know what? Just remember to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You got to have that oxygen, number one. But I, I remember, and periodically, there'll be times where I'm like, I haven't been breathing for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just holding your breath for days and weeks and months on end. So just remember to breathe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it'll all work out. And, you know, that really leads to make sure that you take time to work on your own mindset and your own beliefs,
2: mm.
1: because this is really, I mean, it's it's huge. Whether you live in a powerful state, you know, we call it a powerful state where that's all your love, joy, compassion, but that's, that's the state where everything that you need is available to you. Mm. And then we call the other state, which would be like our primal mindset or our suffering state, Mm -hmm. you know, where we can go down that suffering rabbit hole very fast and stay down there for a long time. And that doesn't feel good to any of us.
0: No, it does not.
1: So being able to recognize when I'm having, you know, kind of these negative thoughts and and feelings coming up and not having judgment on them, Mm -hmm. but then being able to go back to gratitude, come back to a powerful mindset um, where that you can find the love, the joy, the peace, and all of the things in your life that do make you feel good. And um, so, yeah, and it's really like just we we call it feeling the feels like -hmm. just really like sitting with it and really starting to understand what you are feeling as a person, as an individual. So many times, you know, we as moms, we're like the last thing that we think of taking care of
0: right? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is such a common problem. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Yes. So taking time to feel those emotions, recognize what they are, be patient with yourself wherever Absolutely.
1: you are. Yeah. No judgment. Like it is, uh, you are where you are. It is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and then how do I get to the forward. other side? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you, did you journal at all going through this process?
1: I journaled a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I wrote down my gratitude. I do, I I do a lot of journaling in my head. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, constantly, you know, processing and, and thinking, um, I, I try periodically to start journaling it. I should journal, I should journal, you know? And so, but just, you know, feeling it and processing it and having no judgment on yourself. Like it's. Hey, to be where you are mm. but then to recognize that and how do I get into kind of a power, powerful powerful um, state of living
0: that's that is such wise counsel I, for anybody yeah. right right absolutely so we're mm-hmm. going to have good days and bad and when you have those bad days, process it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> However you do whether it's talking with a friend, writing it out, writing it in your brain or whatever you do. Yeah yeah but, but give yourself that time to process
1: absolutely don't, yes. don't
0: sweep those feelings under the right. no but,
1: but and it's more than just like I've locked the bathroom border for two minutes I'm going to think about this no like intentional time whether it's on a walk or you purposefully go to school 15 minutes early to sit in the drive up line so like you just have quiet time but making it a purposeful time for yourself
0: I love that taking that quiet time for you Mm -hmm. without the social media on like right one of
1: my yeah one of my favorite things to do and I frequently I'll post a picture on my Facebook page is if I'm at a meeting or something late and I get home and I know that the family is in bed or whatever I'll just sit in the car (laughs) like I just sit in the car in the dark Uh and I'm like it is quiet there's no one around me. There's no music on, and I'm just gonna sit here, yeah, and enjoy it. And so, yeah, yeah. so I frequently post pictures of that, just hanging out in my car again.
0: <laughs> but but that's you time. And so Get wherever you find that you time, I know mm-hmm. I I have intentionally started getting up early, too, oh, and yeah. my day, and spend some time, you know, praying and reading my scriptures and stuff like that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and. It has become like my favorite time of day because yeah. nobody else is up at 5, 10 in the morning in my house. Right. And it just gives me that quiet me time where I can. Mm-hmm. And so and I think, I think we need more of this in our lives. Don't we
1: do? You know? We do. Yeah. As life gets crazier, you need more and more quiet time.
0: Yeah. So you need to create that. So create let's it. just say, yeah, create mm-hmm. that quiet time where you can process all
1: this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Love it. Love it. Yes. What else, what yeah. What el- what what else would you suggest? Yeah,
1: yeah, my second tip is really um go out there and find the experts mm. in your child's condition. Re- like whatever resources you need, like go out there and find it because there will be someone who can help you. It, you know, sometimes it takes some time and some looking and prodding and asking but there will be someone out there who knows somebody or that can help you. And then really, really utilize their knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm struggling with this aspect of what's going on in my family. Who can I find? And just start asking people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and it might be another mother. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know what? We had a, I had a, went out with some moms one night And we all had this massive conversation around how our kids, you know, are horrible sleepers. Mine happens to be horrible and that my child does get up at five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and I wish they would sleep in, but you know, another mom was like, Oh my gosh, this and that. And it was just it was nice to like, okay, you know, someone else has a similar situation, but then the ideas that came out of there were invaluable. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say if it's another mother If it's another, you know, if it's some sort of OT or PT or some sort of physician, you know, we have tuberous sclerosis doctors in Cincinnati that we fly down there and we call them. Um, But it's really like going after who can help you Mm -hmm. and then really utilizing their knowledge because, you know, like when you found somebody that can help you, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, this is gold. This is gold. We're going to keep that. You also know when you found somebody who who isn't going to help you very much, but when you find it, it's gold, and you run with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and don't you think? I know that several times in my life, I've I've come up to a situation, and I'm like, "Dear God, I really don't know how to solve this."
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: mm-hmm. and God often answers those prayers through other mm-hmm. people. You know, whether right. it is that expert that yeah. gives you, "Oh, that's that's the that's answer so to fair. that problem," yeah. or it's a friend saying hey, this is what we did. And you're like, oh my gosh, that Hmm. might, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's also like, if we go back to tip number one, that's staying in the powerful mindset, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
1: where just things are open and will flow to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, staying out of, I like to call it the rabbit hole.
0: (laughs) Stay out of the rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) Stay out of the rabbit hole because that hole could get very deep.
0: So, oh, that's beautiful. No, that's yeah.
1: fantastic. Yeah. Find,
0: so find your support group wherever they are. Mm-hmm. But, um, in fact, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the support groups that you specifically mm-hmm. have used and also tell us about the support group you're creating.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of my third tip is like, just know that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that feel like I'm just, I'm just out here alone. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, you, it's okay for you to reach out to somebody too. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you know, tuberous sclerosis, very few, you know, one in 6,000 people. Well, as it happens, there happens to be six other families within a 30 mile radius of me.
0: Wow. Those
1: children also have tuberous sclerosis.
0: What are the? That's amazing.
1: Right. It is. And we, um, we had went to a tuberous sclerosis lunch that was put on and we looked at this one couple and we looked at the kid and they said, What are you doing here? And we said, What are you doing here? Our sons were on the same adapted baseball team. Oh my heck. and we had no idea wow. that they both had tuberous sclerosis. So wow. yeah. So that was that was very cool. Um and there are two really great um autism associations here. In nebraska we live in iowa but very close to nebraska Mm -hmm. Uh, and there are some amazing um autism associations and support groups who have such wonderful events and i've honestly like met some of the you know the greatest women Mm -hmm. through that and other families and so that w- It's very easy for like me to want to just stay in my house. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? We're going to get out. We're going to meet some other families. And so these are moms, too, that I can rely on or I can share things with. And we know that when we go to events, everybody has each other's backs. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really cool. And then um, we have created what's called Dexter's Dream Foundation. So we have an official nonprofit foundation now.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us about your nonprofit.
1: Yes, yeah. So it was it was a long time in the works. We knew we wanted to do something, but we couldn't figure it out. And finally, um last it was almost a year ago now, we were like, you know what, we want Dexter's Dream Foundation to help provide experiences for families of special needs children. Oh amazing. And and so that's what we've really sought out to do. We have um, a gal who's her organization has come in under our nonprofit and she provides dinners, free dinners for families with special needs children and wow. entertainment as a chance for the families to come in and sit down and have a meal in a no judgment zone.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah. So, and then um, we do six to eight times a year, we do a sensory friendly movie. And mm. I know that some of the theaters are doing sensory friendly movies but we as a Dexter's Dream Foundation, we buy out the entire theater Oh my. and God. we offer this as free to the families.
0: Oh, how amazing. Yeah.
1: And it's sensory friendly. So the lights are out, the sound is down. No one give a, gives a hoot if your kid's out there dancing or sitting or whatever. <laughs> um, the movie theater around here has been fantastic to work with. And just to see the joy on families' faces and to hear them say, you know what, we've never been to a movie together. Wow. Yeah, it really just gives me the goosebumps um, for that. And then this summer, we also started a bowling league.
0: <gasps> Look at you, girl. So,
1: yes, we're good. <laughs> and we had 15 families wow. in July, and it was the child with special needs as well as the siblings. So we had seven lanes, Brilliant. Uh, families, bowling and us as parents, we would stand around and talk and help the kids and they just had a great time. And then actually just yesterday um, was the first time for our fall league. So oh it's, you know, it's one of those things where we were going out, you know, 30, 30 minutes away to all these events that I dearly loved. And I just thought, you know what? There are families right around me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that we could create these events we could have these events and I could create like a little local support family also and so many of them didn't have a local network around them either so we are starting to kind of create and develop this um, oh that's fantastic. local network around here so yeah super excited about it
0: so you're not alone and cr- find your support groups. If you can't find one, make one.
1: Make right? one, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just the other day I said, you know what? Honestly, it, it really just starts with a smile and a hello. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: It so absolutely. many
1: times we're just afraid to even do that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So be brave. Be brave. <laughs> you can do it, right? Yeah,
1: you don't have to be alone. You can go out there and find people.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic! Have you found any Bible verses that are meaningful to you in your journey?
1: Yes, yeah, and it's actually it's um we actually had this Bible verse on our wedding invitation.
0: Really? Yeah. You tell yeah. us.
1: And so it's First Corinthians thirteen verses four through five that says, "Love is patient, love is kind." it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs.
2: Ooh.
1: And had no impact that, because I can age myself 18 years later, mm-hmm. to to really see the impact of that Bible verse on our lives today. Mm-hmm and how it's really just carried everything forward for us.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. You've learned to love in a way that you probably never imagined you would, right? Never <laughs> never
1: imagined it, absolutely, yeah. Yeah,
0: amazing, fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wendy, are there any websites or books that you would recommend to our listeners today?
1: Yeah, so I have a website myself. <laughs>
0: Yes, please tell us, let's, let's start with you. Let's start with (laughs) you.
1: Yeah. It's Wendy Anderson presents. Um, and that, um, I do blogging on there, provide additional information, going to start some videos. Um, and that's where the redefining normal mini book, you can also find that via there. Um, I highly recommend, um, a gentleman by the name of David Bayer and he has mind Hack.
0: And Tell us about Mind
1: Hack. Yeah. So I am actually a facilitator coach of that program for Mind Hack. And that's what's really like, it is what it says like, let's hack the mind. Mm. And that's where a lot of this mindset stuff that I talk about comes from and is developed for. But it's really, our mind is a very complicated thing, but it can also be very simil- simple. Mm. And we can learn to hack our mind, to change our beliefs. To adjust our thoughts. There's so much science behind this that he's been able to break down to practical knowledge.
0: Wow. That is amazing.
1: It's been. Mind
0: Hack by David Bayer.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's been life transforming for, you know, my husband and I. And even we start as we start to teach our children these things too.
0: Yeah. That you can choose. You could choose. It kind of goes back to that decision you made in the hospital, right?
1: Yeah. And and ultimately, beliefs are decisions, mm. and we make decisions all day long.
0: Yeah. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds like a great book. Now there was yeah. a couple of other books you wanted to recommend. Yeah. Yeah. There's a book. About
1: those. Yeah. There's another mindset book by the name of a gal, um, Carol Dweck, mm-hmm. which just is again, it's a nice foundational mindset book, kind of teaching you how you think about things. Mm. yeah and then um a a gal who she's been around for a while but even more up and coming and and starting a a daytime tv show actually is mel robbins Mm. and again mindset um but just so practical and straightforward um so i think these are these are great resources and great places to start to start to learn this because really once you grasp it it is life transformational
0: So, yeah. Well, and, and I think that it helps people realize that you can choose how you react Mm -hmm. in life, you know, and, and so many people I've met, and I think this is common, not only in the special needs community, but in also any community where people have been victimized, you know, Mm -hmm. some people get stuck in that victim mentality and can't bust out. Mm-hmm. And so it—it it really these books. It sounds like are just things to help you realize you choose. You can choose, right? You
1: choose. Yep. Yeah, and beliefs are decisions, and you decide. I mean, you've already made a thousand decisions today. You That's true. Another one.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. another positive one then.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Awesome. One last question for you, Wendy. Well, actually, two. Well, (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) But let me think of how I can best phrase this. I'm going to have to clip this part out. (laughs) (laughs) But how has God gotten you through everything that you've been through up to this point in your life?
1: Yeah. You know, when I think back to it all, um, It's very simple, um, but it's just the fact that I know that he's always there for me. And God isn't going to put me in any situation he doesn't want me to be in. Mm. And that also provides the strength and the guidance and the power that I need to go through anything. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you.
0: Any final tips before we sign off?
1: Mm. you know I I always go back to just just redefine normal Mm -hmm. and it's really it, it truly is like throw the concept of that yardstick with the numbers on it of what normal is out the window and just redefine normal for you because it's so freeing once once you do understand that your life and your family is normal
0: Awesome. I couldn't have said it better myself. We have been talking to Wendy Anderson. Wendy, thank you for your generosity in sharing so many amazing tips and tricks and the power of choice with us today. Yes, yes, thank you. Today's podcast was sponsored by Daily Essential Nutrients by Hardy Nutritionals. Go check them out at gethardy.com to see how micronutrient vitamins can help you like they've helped me and my family. Also, don't forget to use the code HOPE10 to get a 10% discount available specifically for my listeners. That's gethardy.com. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode, so you don't have to remember what those were, and also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode, you forget what were those great things. So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ, and he will help bear that burden. Above all else... Remember, God loves you.